1: Is
2: the Bill Squire Show. Hey, everybody, welcome to this week's episode of the Bill Squire Show. I am your host, Bill Squire.
1: Bill Squire,
2: Bill Squire, and uh, I'm here with uh, Tom Papa. Yes, indeed. We are in the green room. We got the green room back. I know. That's kind of the, the like the, you have a bit about you know. Thank you, COVID. This is a thank you, COVID thing where usually when we're here, this has been taken over by all the burlesque drag shows and burlesque shows that are going on out there. Mm-hmm. But now that they're not doing this, we get to have. A green room again. That's a
1: good point. Yeah. I forgot. Yeah, because I'm always holed up in that office. That office, yeah. Yeah. No, this is nice. Mm-hmm. And technically, you're not even supposed to be in here. I know. It's I'm, really just for me. I know. I, I Where did they put you?
2: The office still. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. But it's yeah. still, you know. It's still good. Uh, you just have... You having your own space because if you were just in the office then I have to just be out in like the Then you go outside. The street. Right? Yeah. <laughs> on the street doing nothing. Thank you COVID. Yeah, yeah, thank you COVID so I get my own space, you get your own space, which is wonderful. Space yeah. is nice. It is nice. Yeah.
1: I know. It's, there's space uh in the showroom, there's space in the hotel. Mm-hmm. It's just it's it's kind of nice. Yeah.
2: Now, do you have uh, for all like the lockdown and stuff like that is your place big enough that where you could all kind of go to your own corner of the house? Yes.
1: Yeah. We 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 bought a place, like, five years ago, and it was, like, a little bigger than we even needed. But I was like, no, we should do it, and mm-hmm. then, like, ride it out with the kids. We'll make money on it, in, you know, yeah. for the future. And and thank God we did, because it was, uh, it's, you know, my, my wife will sometimes come back and be like, these people are in the park, and they're just like, you know, they have the uh, all these people around each other, mm-hmm. and they're, like, you have barbecues, and it's like, there's a pandemic. They shouldn't be like that on top of each other. Like, yeah, but you you cannot lose sight that s- so many people have, like, a whole family in, like, a one-bedroom apartment. Right, yeah. and you're riding this out in, like, a tiny space, you forget. Yeah. You know, we always kind of tend to forget when, like, here, like, oh, this, mm. this is a green room. Like, this is, oh, no, you get yeah. used to whatever you're yeah. given. So. We, were, we definitely lucked out that yeah. we can kind of, like, be...
2: Because you were in New York for, before mm-hmm. L.A., and so New York would be the, probably the worst place to be, I think, because everything's so crammed in.
1: Yeah, yes and no, though, because the the beauty of New York is it's all crammed in. But even during a pandemic, you throw your mask on and go outside, yeah. and there's just so much stimulus. Yeah. Not only just from the people in the rush of humanity, but even when that's, like, when it's a ghost town, you still are the streets and, you know, just... I was remarked in New York that like, walking this way on the street is a completely different experience than coming this way. Mm. Like it's com- it's so stimulating. So in that regard it was like New York would give you a sense of of being alive and yeah, I, that I, that, I, that element of Yeah, it. I
2: guess you you're really positive about this whole thing is you're you're able to find all the the good parts because I I was actually in New York auditioning for live at Gotham mm-hmm. when it was like the swine flu
3: mm-hmm.
2: and that didn't have the lockdown and stuff but it was still was one of those things where you you just felt like everybody was sick because yeah. they hyped it up on the news so I like didn't my ex-wife at the time or my wife at the time uh, booked us in a hotel that she thought was real cute uh-huh. and it ended up being a room for one
0: with like a shower oh,
2: yeah. down the, and she's like, it looks so cute on the yeah. website. I'm like, that's how they get you in. Yeah, that's why it only costs eighty dollars. <laughs> we had money; uh, we should have spent it.
1: <laughs> there are a lot of people that have fled the fled New York. Yeah, you know, and I get that because, you know, where would you go if different? you
2: had to leave L.A., New York? Where's the place that you go that you could be like, all right, I can operate out of here and then just kind of exist? Like, what's, I don't know what, what part you know, I think
1: everybody is doing that. Everybody yeah. now is. Re-examining their life yeah. and seeing what the you know, options are. Because Rogan
2: goes to uh, Austin, and I think there's a few other people that you know. Yeah, a lot of people went to Nashville. Nashville, yeah.
1: Um, I know people in upstate New York. Some people went to New England, and uh, I don't. So I, I don't. I'm not really desiring it. Yeah. You know, I like L.A. and I like New York and the New York area. Mm-hmm. It's like my fantasies go like, well, the Jersey Shore. Yeah. Maybe maybe we'll go down there. Like, that's as far as I allow myself to go. Like, I love all these places. I love, in my fantasy of like, well, Vermont. Mm -hmm. I love Minneapolis. I love like those kind of places. But the idea of like living there for an entire year, I I don't, I'm not connected with these places enough for me to really jump in. To really entertain the idea.
2: I just think of it in like a, fun way. Obviously, yeah. anywhere I go is moving up, because I'm in Cleveland. <laughs> so I'm like, ooh, yeah, I'd love to go to Denver. And then you're like, oh, no. Yeah. I don't want to do that. But I, I think uh, a place... I, re- I actually really like uh, Phoenix. I, I think that's a real yeah. good city. It's all spread out, and then it's kind of like the opposite here, where in the summer, you don't go outside, and here, it's just the winter, you don't go outside. Yeah,
1: it's kind yeah. of like when when you go to pick a college or you yeah. go to pick an apartment and you just know when you walk in, you're like, Oh, this is, this, this is fits me for yeah. some reason. It's this, it's similar. Like I think it would be kind of, fun. I, I just go on my, uh, on my phone and go on Zillow yeah. or like, the, and just like go check out all these different places around the, it's,
2: that's like a fun thing to do. Cause I, yeah. I, I, I bought my condo last year. And so I still get like Zillow updates about stuff that, I was looking at or stuff like that, and then I'll just like yeah. get sucked into the app, and you just be like, "Let's see what's going on here. Let's see what my friend paid for their house and, like, <laughs> and just judge people. And you're like, "What can I do with this yard?" Yeah. And just, just living that that Zillow fantasy can be very fun and uh, a nice yeah. way to waste some time in a year where you have nothing but time to waste.
1: It's intoxicating. There's something so great about it. Mm-hmm. I like the Google Earth one, too, where you pick up Copenhagen and that whole, like, taking you to space and then coming back down onto the globe and, like, dropping you in. That would be cool, too. I I could see, I mean, because when my kids go to school, I don't know if this is really accurate, but I feel like we're going to have more freedom Mm -hmm. when they're gone. But they're not gone that long. They're gone for, like, four months at a time. But it would be a cool thing if we're not tied to some kind of gig where we could go to Rome and mm-hmm. live in an Airbnb for a few rent months. our place yeah. and then go live in Rome for four months. Yeah. Like that would be cool. That like a short
2: spell. That yeah, that that sounds like the best way to travel to me, because whenever people talk about going on a trip to like Europe or something yeah. like that, it's like half the battle is getting there. Mm-hmm. And then by the time you get to relax and be there, you have to leave again. And that's always one of those things where it's like, I would rather be able to just like, I don't want to have to have go and see everything every day. No, I don't want to have. Right. I want to be able to kind of. Just breathe it in and have like that month long, two month long. Those trips are exhausting. Yeah. They're
1: just so much work. Yeah, and you come home, you're like, you're just beaten down. It's like, but if I could just get up and go have coffee and yeah. just chill and just, what are we doing today? Nothing. Just Nothing. being around Italians. Maybe
2: we'll go do something. Yeah, Maybe we won't. We'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, that's my kind of vacation. I'm not a yeah, a, a, an like. Excursions, vacation guy. I don't yeah. Wanna, no, I like, know. Getting someplace is always worse than whatever I do there. Be like, oh, get, this yeah. is not, so fun! <laughs> we get to go there and we go zip lining. I'm like, yeah, but the 45 minute drive there and back was awful, and uh, and the wait, and then you got that family in front of you that sucks. It just <laughs> and
1: you know the internet has kind of taken away the wonder of it all. It's mm-hmm. like so you plan a trip to Italy and you spend hours online. Going through all these things of the Coliseum yeah. and going through all of these museums, and you see more than you'll see when you're actually there. Yeah. And there is something, of course, when you're there when to you're experience there to, yeah. it. But someone was asking me, like, why do you think people went to Niagara Falls for their honeymoon all the time? I was like, because they never saw
2: it. They never saw it. Like, was
1: it. Maybe in an encyclopedia or like someone sent them a postcard, but mm-hmm. you drove up there and I was like, what is it going to be? And there was this wonder, and like, now it's all knowable. Yeah. So. I, this is what the excuse I used to tell my family when they're like, "We want to go to Paris," and I'm like, "Get on the internet."
2: <laughs> I'm <laughs> well, staying home. Paris, I, I, I love the idea of going to Paris, but I also like again. I feel like a week in Paris seems exhausting. Yeah, but like a month in Paris, where you can just kind of mm-hmm. just loaf around a little bit, that seems like the way to experience it. Yeah, like if you're just there for a week and you're just getting used to the traffic and the and, the, noise jet and, the, smell and the, yeah, the jet lag for three days, I know
1: the jet lag. Yeah, that's I know. terrible. That is a thing that you know when you think about how this virus spread so quickly. It's like how in- how insane that in like sixty years' time, fifty years' time, getting on a plane and showing up in Asia. It was like Impossible. not a big deal. Like, yeah, you could yeah. just do it. Like yeah. it's people were globally just spreading all over the place. Yeah, it shouldn't be that easy, right? <laughs> you know <laughs> what I mean. It, 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 it should be like a once in a lifetime trip. That gets you over there.
2: Right. Not it's something you're like, I found this on Groupon. <laughs> right. Exactly. We're going to Yeah. Thailand. There, there was an intern on my radio
1: show who's, like, traveling to Vietnam. He's got no money. He's got nothing. And he can go to travel to Vietnam and hang around and eat, you know, things he shouldn't eat and spread a virus.
2: That's uh, – I mean, it's, it's good and it's bad and it makes me think of, like, yes, we have all these – accessible things now yeah. but we, we don't appreciate them and then we take right. them for granted when things like this uh-huh. happen and so then it, I, think I think this will I think this pandemic will be a nice reset for everybody yeah. to you know for the most people maybe there's, uh, there's going to be some people that are jerks all the time but there's yeah. be a lot of people that will really appreciate things again I think so and then so. like when you start traveling you know for recreation again yeah. people are going to be nicer in the, for a little while
1: for a bit yeah. I, I think you know there's always those you know I, I used to have a joke in my act about um, how crowded planes became, and it was like a time when it just was bursting, where mm-hmm. it was feeling more like the bus, yeah. And people were just showing up in like their underwear and just crowds, and they yeah. didn't travel, and they were just obnoxious. And it was like it used to be exclusive and expensive mm-hmm. and tough to get on a plane was a big deal, yeah. And I the line in my act was people say that that. The uh flights are too expensive i say not expensive enough right <laughs> like, yeah, yeah i know it's such an elitist thing but mm-hmm. it's like just price some people not everybody has to do this stuff yeah not everybody has to there's just the throngs <laughs> of
2: humanity doesn't Bring have to be in an airport the middle class the upper middle class yeah let's, let's get some strong lines and you work your ass off everybody. you go to a
1: restaurant on your birthday yeah. and you take a trip every five years mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: Uh, and yeah, and then when you are the person that comes, you go, oh, we got to look like we fit in.
1: And then <laughs> right. right
2: now, if you want to look like you fit in, it's pajamas. Yeah, yeah. you don't wear anything. Yeah. Um, so you've been doing comedy for a little while now, it seems like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you're pretty good at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been thinking about this all week is, like, I- I've known you as long as I've been doing comedy. Like, right. I've known who you are and I- I've been a fan. Uh, but what was the moment for you when you're like, I can do this not like i made it but like i can do this and make a living and i'm i'm like like it doesn't even have to be like you've got a gig but like a joke clicked the right way or you just got a crowd going very
1: er, i mean just the not none of the economics are yeah. working just like as a craft like i yeah, can be just a like, comedian like,
2: like i that was I'm very this, early yeah like you're early in and like you're yeah. like this is clicking already for me
1: yeah that was very early yeah. that was you know like you know, the first set I ever did, you know, was like Panic, mm-hmm. you know, and it, you got some laughs, but it was like kind of exciting. But then, like, within like a couple months, it was like I was able to – I had a couple bits where I knew I was able to kill with those. Yeah. You know, and it was – I was just getting a big response from the mm-hmm. crowd. I don't – you know, the jokes were, weren't were – it was mostly energy. It was – the jokes weren't, you know, that clever, I'm sure, but uh, – but at that point you're like oh I can do this thing like this is I don't know where it's going to lead or how I'm going to but I'm this is what I'm going to do for sure yeah
2: I remember being in a contest within like the first summer that I was doing comedy Yeah, and there were people that you know Jason Lawhead was in it and like there's Ryan Dalton was hosting like these guys around Cleveland that had been doing it for a little while Mm -hmm. and I made it to the finals and like I didn't win but I was hanging with them Yeah, like, like some of them had like You know, they had been working as comics, Mm -hmm. and like that felt real good to me. And that's kind of where it's like, okay, I I know how to construct a joke, I know how to deliver a joke. I'm pay attention enough that I'm like, okay, movement counts, like everything counts when you're on stage. So, and are you
1: better than the other people there? That was like an early indicating, thing. is like you want to beat everybody else, yeah. And there were some around that were the same or a little better, but for the most part, you feel yourself kind of pulling away from the pack a little bit mm-hmm. like that i at least i'm killing more than those people are so there must be something
2: here yeah and i started getting booked to like work pretty quickly too so like i, I always had like a pretty good work ethic because i didn't have any fallback plan i didn't go to college or anything like that right so that's it was good. just like get in there do the thing and and then treat every show like it was you know the <laughs> most important show and that's kind yeah. of one thing that came back during the pandemic is i'm not on stage as much anymore yeah. so when i'm here i'm here
0: Based on Cox analysis of Ookla speed test intelligence data. Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas. Visit cox.com slash internet for details.
1: Leftovers. Or. The DMV. Number 97. Or. House cleaning. Or.
0: Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. Chumba Chumbacasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: Uh, you want to bring it, and it's nice.
1: I know. It's also been freeing. It's yeah. also been. It it kind of broke down old bad habits. Like, it made all all the shows special. But mm. it also made it for me. It gave me kind of a sense that um, you can do anything. Like, you know, there's, when I was running doing so many sets every week, you get kind of almost superstitious of like how you open, how you do it, what the set is. And yeah. You don't give yourself that room. And this kind of exploded everything. So it gave me a sense of freedom. To be like... I've,
2: I've noticed that with you this week. Oh, Because yeah. you are a very meticulous, very, you know, and I don't want to say like yeah. you're robotic about it, but I know, like, you, you have a process, you have a way of going through your act, and, and like, even, you know, with your notes and, and everything that I've seen here, but I've seen there's been a lot more freedom and a lot more chances... Yeah, uh, late show last night. You took a little chance on. It, <laughs> yeah, it, it didn't got, work out so great. It was. I loved it. <laughs> uh, I I was enjoying it uh, uh, quite a bit watching. Uh, th- that that that's the thing too, too with these late shows. Uh, the they last calls at ten, so everybody gets hammered. Well, that's what
1: they told me. Yeah. There was this woman in the middle of the showroom who was hammered. Yeah, who was yelling the whole time. Yeah, and I haven't had that in so long. Yeah. I was like, ugh I forgot how much I hated that. Right. And uh, and then. They told me, and then there was more drunk people, and I was just playing with them and mm-hmm. started talking football, and it kind of went <laughs> off the
2: rails. And uh, but that's a time for it to go off the rails is when you're talking totally. about football, yeah, like, and you're wrapping it's, up.
1: It's, yeah, it's like, not it was like fine. you were getting
2: political or like trying to, you know, get your edgy material. You're talking about football. Yeah, and it was around. fine, yeah. but I
1: still hated it. I yeah. still went home in a bad mood. But uh, but they said that yeah because of because last the show starts at nine thirty and last calls at ten, yeah. they have to order their four drinks like immediately. Yeah. So they're just like lined up with all I this am booze am and, and just
2: <laughs> Put them down, and they've been pre gaming. So that's yeah. yeah th- it kind of has brought back the the rowdy late show. Yeah, level, I know. Which right? is you know, it's it's a little nostalgic for. <laughs> yeah, it's cute, but it's but it's also uh, not something you miss really. Yeah,
1: but I but I do feel like um, it also kind of it also kind of reminded me, you know, after this time, and then you come and people want to come see you. We I always am always hung on the jokes. I okay. always think. It's purely the material. Yeah. And what this kind of allowed me to entertain and I think it's proven out, there's a big part of it is they just want to hang with you. Yeah. They just want to be in there. Yeah. And almost and it's true, like when I watch people, I like the in between stuff just as much. Like to see how that act I love is drinking their water or mm-hmm. what they're thinking or like why they what are they checking in their pocket. Or like all, all those little things Yeah
2: you forget it's it was, all part of you're the on stage right yeah. and you're
1: still it's still part of the performance and i would always think no this is just a dead spot in between more jokes mm-hmm. so let's hurry up and get to the next joke
2: and it, it, you think of like some of the greats or, or some of your favorites and like they all kind of have those little things like brian regan has like a little shoulder shrug he does <laughs> right or like yeah. carlin like I, I feel like when he would wrap up he'd kind of like throw his arm and be like "That's <laughs> right yeah. that's the one and then like move on to the next <laughs> yeah. thing and uh, you know, like when Bill Burr's kind of reset and he'll he'll grab the mic stand and kind of lean yeah. back. So you just kind of – it's – yeah, those things are just as much yeah. as, like, you know – You y- can you just like be it. up there. I yeah. mean, you
1: have to get to it. And I think there's, there's kind of a – some people do it too much, and mm-hmm. they're just kind of hanging out. Even specials, you see, and you're yeah. like, it's been ten minutes and there hasn't been a real <laughs> joke. But you got to get to Call work. Matt, who was it? But <laughs> <laughs> But you've got – but you should – Allow I I should allow myself to be up there and just kind of enjoy being up there and being present. But that's also the audience also dictates that sometimes too. Yeah. Like last night, if I hang out and during that drunk show, they're gone. They're, yeah, they're all spinning yeah, out. Yeah. You know, so you, you're almost using the material to just keep their them, infantile yeah, yeah, like
2: attention focused. Jangle keys. Um, yeah, and that's one thing too was you kind of forget some of the fun parts of controlling a room mm-hmm. so when we hadn't been on stage for so long you forget what it it it's like to go up there and change your pace and be like okay yeah. this crowd wants me to slow down a little bit mm-hmm. this crowd wants me to pick it up a little bit they want a little more punch they want a little less. And, and yeah and like kind of playing that room is is you know something that you're very very good at and when you i love watching you build to the rolling laughs because mm. you aren't just like a one punchline and done guy you you hit them and then get them rolling and, and watching you kind of dictate their reaction is right. so fun to watch
1: oh thanks yeah that is fun I mean it is that's why all these comedians that are coming on my radio show and talking about the zoom shows or the drive-in mm-hmm. movie theater shows they're all so unhappy yeah because you're taking half of it out which is the energy of these human beings that is such a big thing oh, that yeah. ebb and flow, mm-hmm. and you're just now reciting material into a, a laptop or into a car windows. Yeah, it's not it's not appealing to me in the least,
2: right? Well, because like, when you know you're being silent to set something up that's going to hit, mm-hmm. you're taking that pause. It feels like you have an excitement for when you're going to say it and get that reaction, get that energy, like mm-hmm. you said. And when you're doing it at a drive-through or a Zoom show, you're just like. To get disconnected, what's going
1: on? Yeah, yeah, no. It's the feeling of feeling those human beings in there. Like mm-hmm. you walk in, well, for this next show, once it's set, mm-hmm. you can walk in the door and you'll know if they're good or not mm-hmm. immediately. There's an energy, there's a buzz in yeah. the room, or there's not. Yeah, and that doesn't mean that you can't change it if they're kind of a shitty energy, and you yeah. can. Change it around. Yeah,
2: sometimes that's on me. Is to be yeah, like, sometimes kind of but... like whip them into shape and or take that bullet and and go. All right, I see what you guys think this sh- this is, but that's yeah. not what it is. And that's for me being you know in the host spot in in the middle spot. Sometimes uh, it's fun to do that. Yeah, to, of to, course. To, to like have that skill and be like all right you guys weren't laughing that much but by the end of it i got you going so that it's going to set it up for tom or you know whoever and yeah you know, or just playing fun. with the energy of it i yeah. i
1: really i was thinking today i was with my friend dave hill mm-hmm. oh and, yeah yeah i love dave and yeah and you know he plays music also and we're sitting by the playhouse square where all the theaters are closed and i was like can you imagine when this is back like when the vaccine is done and the, mm. it's run its course, and we're truly back where you can put two thousand people into a theater. The shows are going to be insane. Yeah, rock shows, any music, the theater. Energy, it's, yeah, people are. It's. I feel like it's going to explode. It's just going to completely explode.
2: Dream scenario. What would you like to see? And then we'll wrap this up. Like, if your first show back, packed out, musician, comedian, uh, Broadway play. What, what would be your Dream scenario, I
1: I was I know this sounds nerdy, but I was fantasizing about because um, I had gone to Disney Hall for the first time mm-hmm. and saw um, symphony like orchestra, yeah, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Seeing that, yeah, and I was really psyched to go see more of it. You know, I'd seen a lot yeah. in New York, but I was just like, forgot the impact mm-hmm. of that huge orchestra of like really that'd be incredible great. I'm work. getting chills thinking of that because yeah. I go to
2: Severance Hall here, yeah, and that you can get all fancy put on a tuxedo and really oh, do it up and just have like a nice beautiful night and you know powerful yeah, powerful. powerful
1: um yeah that's what i want to that's what i want to see more than anything yeah,
2: actually the other <laughs> and live
1: sports live
2: sports yes
1: baseball game i want to yeah. walk in back into yankee stadium
2: I, i'm a big basketball guy so yeah like, uh, just go and watch the Cavs lose by 30 yeah it'd be amazing to me. <laughs> i know i can't wait i know <laughs>
1: just with you for the energy of yeah. all of that
2: yeah, yeah get a free t-shirt <laughs> uh yeah the the other uh person on this show this week is she is a tr- like classically trained musician she plays uh french horn but she's also oh, nice. like so that would probably be a similar answer i for know her. a french horn player yeah, too man. so all right well thank you so much for being on the podcast this was great uh, at tom papa and all his social media he does uh, netflix is a joke radio show that is on youtube and you can also listen on sirius xm and uh check out his specials on netflix and and uh that's that. One more show. Hey, everybody. I'm an idiot. I uh, am here with Scarlett Chatone, who I just called Charlotte. I did another take, but I still have to call myself out and be stupid.
3: Okay, okay, I see. I, that's,
2: how, that's how I do things. That's, that's how you learn. You know, like if you have accountability for it. If they know I messed up, then... I have to do better,
3: Mm-hmm. so that's hold good. you accountable. Yes. Sure. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. How are you?
2: I'm great. I'm. You know, there's been good things going on lately. This will air after. You know, uh, everything's more settled. I hopefully, yeah. but you know, it, it. You know, yesterday Biden was confer- not confirmed, but like declared the winner, which was nice. Mm-hmm. Yes. It was a very good day.
3: Yes, absolutely.
2: And uh, today I've just been taking it easy. It, it's just been like a real brain shut off Sunday, which is why. I already called my laptop a lap dance and <laughs> called you the wrong name. So I guess I'm just a little out of it today.
3: <laughs> and that's okay. doesn't yeah. matter. It's Sunday.
2: Yeah, that's right. That's it. And, and, uh, well, I appreciate your, and also my laptop's not working. So I'm like flustered by that. Oh, man. So it's just like annoying, but yeah, I'll figure it all out. That's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk. Ah, uh, to you about what you do, and and this is your second appearance already on the show. It
3: is, and you yes. wanted
2: to come in studio, and I really appreciate that.
3: Oh yeah, I'm I'm really excited that you were like, yeah, let's just do it. Right oh yeah, away.
2: I mean, you reached out and you're like, hey, I'm gonna be up in the area. Let's uh let's hang out, and I was like, really? yeah, g- get in here and let's let's do some uh, c- podcasting, talk about dancing and music, and you know whatever else you want. Did mm-hmm. you have any questions about the stuff that you see behind me?
3: Um, well, my
2: wonderful wall of crap.
3: It it may show that the lack of knowledge i have about you but all the shoes got yeah a lot of nice looking shoes yes
2: i got a lot of shoes i've been very into shoes uh I, i've always enjoyed them but i only in the past year year and a half really started collecting them
3: oh wow and okay. so
2: i've i've been doing a good job of uh wasting my money <laughs> Uh but there's there's a lot here there's a i had these custom ones done which i really enjoyed my buddy jim Two's. Uh, is an artist and comedian and director he's a super talented guy and last year i had to get a bowl cut on the radio show Mm. and he thought that was really funny so he did a caricature version of me (laughs) with a bowl cut and uh, yeah yeah so but then the other one's got like the title on it and i got my boba fett are you a star wars person at all
3: um i don't know well enough about it but Uh, yes okay so
2: without you know getting too deep like what's your favorite star wars
3: which movie? Yeah,
2: which movie? Let's, get, let's put this right here so you're looking at me and then you're talking gonna
3: to me. embarrass me. No, I'm uh, not because I I don't know them by the titles. I know mostly the music, honestly. Okay, well that's and, fine. And Jar Jar Binks.
2: And Jar Jar Binks. Yes. Okay. Well, <laughs> you and my girlfriend both love Jar Jar Binks. There you go. A lot of people hate Jar Jar Binks. Very controversial character.
3: Mm-hmm. So the
2: fact that you like him is, you know, it might ruffle some of their feathers. But I'm already <laughs> used to it because. My girlfriend is a big Jar Jar fan. Yeah. Why do you like Jar Jar so much? Is it think I
3: just you know when I first saw him, I was like, I really understand this like tall and lanky and yeah yeah yeah. You're it's a lot taller five. than I thought.
2: Uh, <laughs> you got some you got some height on you. It's yeah, n- it's cool. I like imagine
3: it. in seven inch stripper heels. Yeah, right. Tower over most people. <laughs> oh, that's
2: kind of hot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you think uh, that is intimidating to some guys? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, I don't want this girl. It's t- so much taller than me. They feel emasculated by the mm-hmm. whole thing. It, it works strange. out great. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And I definitely get like that stare going. Yeah. And I'm not like as cutesy smiling. And they're like, oh, fuck. Like, <laughs>
2: Yeah. <laughs> That's nice. How long have you been doing? Uh, are you back to doing that? Or are you? Uh,
3: no, no. No. But I you, actually how just, long did you do it for? Uh, Stripping. Strip yeah. club stripping was probably cumulative about a year. But okay. it happened over the course of maybe two, three years.
2: Okay. So you kind of went in and out here yeah. and
3: there. Yeah. Kind of filling the spots with the jobs and stuff. Yeah.
2: Just have a little income. Yeah. What's the the best part of that job? Money, money.
3: Yeah, <laughs> very it's not a passion close, project. It very is very close. Second is dancing to the music I love. Yeah, but money is absolutely the motivator for me. Yeah. So no, nah, yeah. I got I
2: have some, uh, some good friends that are uh strippers and dancers and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and they make great money. And yeah, they you know the key to it for them is you know they're they're beautiful women, but they also are very good at the conversation part and Mm -hmm. like, you know, kind of reeling them in and like playing on their, their fantasy or whatever it is. And like, I'm, I'm impressed by that because it's like the, you know, it's, it's a, it's a, not a hard sell, but it is, it takes uh, some patience and some understanding from you Mm -hmm. to be able to do that. And I'm like, man, I don't, I can't even stand like interacting with people after a show. yeah. Like I just feel so awkward.
3: Yeah. And the thing that it kind of comes easy to me because the two clubs that I've danced at, I've really been the only girl that wants metal. Yeah. So I just immediately get all the songs that I want. Oh, and then, nice. like, as soon as I'm done, someone's usually standing there, like, ready for a all
2: dance. All right. Top three go to songs for dancing? For dancing.
3: <sighs> okay. Stripping, we've got... and then
2: we'll do uh, burlesque. Oh,
3: okay. Yeah. Uh, we've got Horror by In This Moment. Okay. And then um, I also like dancing to Iggy. Iggy's alien. I know she's, like,
0: a little controversial, but yeah, the but... beats are really good. <laughs> yeah. uh, so Based on Cox analysis of Ookla speed test intelligence data. Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas. Visit cox.com slash internet for details.
1: Leftovers. Or. <laughs> the DMV. Number 97. Or. J-j-j-j-j-jumba. House cleaning. Or.
0: <laughs> Chumba. Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. Chumba. Chumbacasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. He's Aaliyah. And
3: then probably another, um, I'm trying to think of the Rob Zombie song that would come on a handful of times, but I'm blanking on titles, but anything Rob Zombie. Okay. I love Zombie
2: probably uh what's the like the most popular like white zombie song i can't remember what it is (sighs) either i I know what you're talking about though i can never remember what that song is called yeah because
3: then like any of the older guys or anyone who's a metalhead they're like oh my god that and like i know the song so well i can like do things like on the beat and they're like oh
2: my god so
3: it's like a whole experience
2: that's cool now you do burlesque as well Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. what are your favorite songs do to dance uh for burlesque okay it's more of a i mean it's a different kind of performance and it's you know that there's costumes and all the stuff that goes into that Mm -hmm. versus, you know, you're just doing repetitive sets all night as as a stripper.
3: Yeah, yeah. So probably my first one is my, like... Breakout act, which is the first one I did as a professional, which is Burn by In This Moment. Okay. Uh, very like visceral, emotional. Um, the act is on YouTube if you look up Scarlett Chatone Burn or Scarlett Chatone Burlesque, but basically I start out princessy and then the lyrics change. It gets really heavy. It's like, burn me alive, set me on fire, and watch me die. Yeah. And it's just like, so much fun and i love the way that i've created the costumes around it yeah so that's cool that's probably so, number one so i
2: imagine it goes from like like you said the princess thing to more of like a uh like a raw kind of angry yes yeah out. and
3: there's a big reveal in there costume wise that no, i don't, don't want to spoil, spoil well, so you got to go look me up on youtube <laughs> all right well
2: that, definitely check that out yeah. it's called burn it's by scarlet Chaton. C H A T O N. I can't spell it. Yeah. <laughs> I can't
3: spell it. I just, and Scarlet's yeah. with two Ts. Yes. So trying to be a little original. hmm Um second, so, one, second one. Partition by Beyonce. Okay. It's just sex. It is just raw, just sexual, raw sexual energy. energy. I love how
2: open in like how you just own your sexuality <laughs> and stuff like that. Because Thank you. there's so many girls that I feel are so afraid to be sexual because they feel like it's Makes them a slut or some sort of skank or something like mm-hmm. that, and I think that's so, like, like we're not in the Middle Ages anymore. We're not it pioneer times. Like, we <laughs> own your sexuality. Like that's yeah, like, for sure. We've seen women do this in pop music for so long. Why is it so? Why are you still looking at girls and being oh she's a just wants attention? She just wants yeah. like no, she wants to express her sexual urges and that's fine Mm
3: -hmm. yeah and where where's the line drawn between like the stuff that you watch at home and like ooh that girl's so hot Mm -hmm. to when she knows she's hot and it's a problem
2: where does that it's all insecurity on the viewers part a lot of the times Mm -hmm. i feel like that's what it comes down to where people will see this and they'll they'll be uncomfortable and people don't like to be uncomfortable and they don't want to do anything on their own to mm-hmm. change that feeling mm-hmm. so they're challenged so they by ch- someone else doing yes. it so yeah. then when they go oh well what you're doing makes me uncomfortable so you have to change exactly. not the other way around yeah, whereas yeah. what it should be is be like oh I'm uncomfortable with this I should figure out why it makes me so uncomfortable and, and do some work on myself
3: for sure yeah and then the other thing about my partition act is it is the easiest costume yeah yeah Couple pairs of panties, got a corset and a robe and heels. I love a corset, and that's it. And it's slow reveals, too. Nice, yeah, it's nice. a lot of fun. Uh, that what one, a tease.
2: I love <laughs> one of the best parts of burlesque is like the tease aspect of it mm-hmm. and like just that seduction and stuff. It's so great, and it's something that I feel like is lost in a lot of modern dating and stuff like that because everybody's just like hey send me news blah blah like nah take your time like get me worked up make it like when i finally get what i want it feels like so you know like i've not earned it but like Mm -hmm. uh you're rewarding me
3: yeah (laughs) yeah for sure (laughs) and then number three i'm gonna like hit like all the categories of my burlesque first we've got the metal burlesque Mm -hmm. second we've got the super sexual and then classic burlesque okay uh sing 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 specifically part two Uh, pretty famous jazz standard. I love that one. Uh, Sing 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 part one, I actually have conducted Mm -hmm. with a jazz band. And that was so much fun. Um, And then Sing 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 part two, I have done burlesque too. Okay.
2: So So let's use this to go into as you know, a classically trained musician, Mm -hmm. as a conductor, what actually are you doing up there?
3: as a conductor yes so basically so like so like me
2: i like going to see classical music i i would go to severance hall and watch the cleveland orchestra mm-hmm. i like i it forgot
3: all. we were in cleveland i was like yeah. severance that's yeah. way up there <laughs> yeah uh
2: but it's one of those things where i don't understand what's going on mm-hmm. i don't know the nuances of it i just go these people are good at what they do and i enjoy it and i just you know and i'm always trying to learn more about it mm-hmm. without actually doing any research on my own <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, so basically, um, depending on the age group or the talent group of the group that you are conducting, um, it can start from as basic as keeping time and cueing important parts all the way to, um, like top orchestras, they may just let the main parts happen and then just add these little bits you want to just emphasize, like that percussion hit yeah. or something there, or someone's not quite bringing it out as much as you want, you just pull up the, the intensity of the volume.
2: Okay. So and the and the musicians are good enough that they can react to that yes. in real time yes. and say, Okay, he wants me or she wants me to be louder, softer, mm-hmm. or pull back a little bit, or maybe mm-hmm. even like cut this part out. So it's like a live DJ mm-hmm. of real music.
3: Yes, definitely. That's really cool. And then the thing with orchestras. Because always
2: I just, you know, you just see them like moving you, you their watch hair around. The waving, yeah. and you're like, yeah. oh, they're waving, yeah. and it sounds great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good job. Um. Good waving.
3: <laughs> yeah, and if you distill it down to what are called chamber groups, which are typically groups of uh, musicians between like two and five players, mm-hmm. those types of smaller ensembles don't have any conductors. So what you have to figure out is you play as that small ensemble so often, so much together. You rehearse together. You really, like, strip the music down, find out what you want. There's ways for people to subtly move their bodies so they kind of conduct each other okay. or they so can, like, feel what's about to happen. It's similar to, like,
2: really talented dance partners.
3: Yes, so, exactly. Like, like, you know, like, if they, like, pull their arm just a little bit, you're going to lead you know a little this, bit more yeah. further. Yeah, mm-hmm. so
2: that's, that's very, very cool. And yeah. And even, like, a band... I would say, like my girlfriend's really into fish. Mm-hmm. They kind of read each other's energy to see, like, okay, how we're we exactly. gonna handle this yeah, song. Yeah. How are, you know we're gonna just let this groove play. Or we're gonna transition to this song, and mm-hmm. I think that's uh, that's pretty cool. I, yeah. I I appreciate that, in especially in like in a live performance where you're mm-hmm. reacting in real time and, and giving somebody a unique performance that is kind of just for that moment.
3: Yeah, and then that example of that chamber group that's very small. Once you get into the the more talented, I, I feel like that kind of separates people. So maybe talented isn't the best word, but the more rehearsed and like mm-hmm. higher level orchestras, that happens on the big scale of groups of 50 to 80 people. That's insane. And sometimes you can just play without the conductor. Yeah. Not that it's going to be the best, but like, for example. But sometimes I, it
2: might work out.
3: Yes. Yeah. Because yeah, there's a way for everybody to communicate. Everyone has their leaders. Everyone has like who's watching who. Mm-hmm. Um, so, for example, when I was in the Chicago Youth Orchestra playing mm-hmm. French horn, There was this retreat that we like did a weekend and like did a bunch of intense rehearsals to start off the season and our conductor (laughs) was late one morning Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden i just see the first violin's bow go up and we just start playing the first piece and it was like it blew my mind and everyone was just just ready and it sounded awesome it was uh strauss don juan which is a very like brilliant and quick beginning to a piece Mm -hmm. so yeah that was a lot of fun
2: I mean, we do that on the radio show where sometimes we'll all get into a groove and we're all ripping on something mm-hmm. where that that's very fun. But then also doing stand-up when you're doing, like, crowd work and something will happen. And I, one that I recall specifically was – it was Valentine's Day, I think 2018. And I was talking to this these audience members and, like, one of them was, like, a basket maker and the other one was, like, a tattoo – like – writer or something like it was so, like something to do with tattoos but not not a tattoo artist but they had these really weird obscure jobs mm-hmm. and in that moment i was like you know making joke like oh you guys are the couple from house hunters that's got this incred- incredible budget <laughs> where it's like oh we're looking for a house for $4. 0.2 million dollars uh i make baskets on etsy mm-hmm. and he uh, writes about tattoos <laughs> budgets for 3.3 $3 million dollars yeah and so like that that was just like a nice moment that all like came together that of. Mm -hmm. you know and there's a billion like that but it's just one of those things where uh you're always happy when when it goes right Mm -hmm. and last night i was doing a show and uh after the show i thought of a better thing to say and that's (laughs) like that's like it torments me yeah where there's a guy sitting in front and he had like big like long hair but it's like all like nice and coiffed and everything like that and i didn't i just kind of mentioned it but like if i had gone back i've been like oh this is steve from stranger things and like he like i I could have had some fun with that but yeah yeah, but
3: then you know to put that in your toolbox for next time yeah he just
2: he just got to hope he shows up again
3: (laughs) i can make Uh, that joke 15 years later like i'm really just holding on and i see him in the audience
2: like hey remember stranger things from 2018 (laughs) oh yeah gotta get into it uh so you also are a musician. You are a dancer. Mm-hmm. Uh, you do choreography too.
3: I do. Yeah. And so, just for myself, I don't teach any like okay. choreography classes or okay. anything like that. So not regularly. When
2: you're when you're figuring out the choreography for mm-hmm. you know your different dances, how how do you do it? Like, <laughs> what's that process like?
3: So uh, basically, for me, like I mentioned, like put that joke in your toolbox yeah. for next time. That's what I do. Is I just try to absorb all of these different moves. So mm. I have them at my disposal. So really, honestly, I just watched so many YouTube videos of other performers okay. and like the burlesque Hall of fame. It's a competition that happens every year, except for this year. Uh, it was postponed and then canceled. Yeah. Um, which, you know, was probably a better choice, yeah. but yeah. that gave them the chance to do a whole virtual festival. Right. But anyways, they have a whole, um, they have years and years of acts on their on Vimeo Uh and those are like the best of the best and like incredibly unique and like high quality. So what I do is I think about all these different moves and then Think about the music. Do I want this to be something that's moving fast, moving slow, contrasting with what I just did? Do I want to be on the floor? Do I want to be standing up? Am I going to have a chair in this act? If I do have a chair in this act, I need to use it enough to have it be there for a reason. So I need to make sure that I include enough moves to be like, So a lot of
2: thought goes into it. Yes. (laughs) And a lot of planning. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, a lot of people are just used to the finished product Mm -hmm. when it comes to things. But I'm always more interested in something or more uh engaged with something when i know the process yeah so anything sure. that's like burlesque or dance or you know shows like dancing with the stars don't really do it for me because it's people that are really well trained in dance mm-hmm. working with people that aren't really well you know that are just i don't, I don't know it, it doesn't feel as authentic mm-hmm. as someone like hey this is you know a pure performance that i want to put on mm-hmm. versus you know like oh we got to do something kitschy to win over the crowd to to win this competition,
3: yeah, and then another thing with burlesque is um, there's of course more than two categories, but we always love minors. Um, there's a lot of people that'll do purely choreographed. And then there's people that'll do like mostly improvised, so they'll know their song and their costume, but they kind of just wing it when they're up there. I personally, I love having it planned out because then I know exactly how intense a certain move is at a certain point in the music, uh, which is why I listen to my songs until I hate them. So that I know every single little bit and what to bring out and what to focus on. Um, Every once in a while, I've done a little bit of an improvisation, like partition that I mentioned earlier. I end up doing a different ending every single time. Oh. And that's just like a fun well, little kind of thing exciting, for me though. to do. Yeah. And, and it, it depends on like the venue. Like one of the places was a big stage. One of the places was like a small bar and I just did like a up against the wall and slid down and everyone's like right there. So it gives me a lot of opportunity to just like try a little different new ending.
2: Well, that's very, very interesting. And again, it makes me appreciate the, the art of it even more. And, you know, just like, and it's similar, I guess, to classical music where you have these arrangements where you have Mm -hmm. even if it's a a piece that you've already played you can arrange it differently and have people play different parts and stuff like that and uh it's just very interesting to me to see how much you can tweak stuff and just make you know one piece of art so many different ways
3: Mm -hmm. make it new every single time you do it and just play around with it
2: that's kind of you know there's there's comics that are like that where they have the same topics they kind of talk about every time, mm-hmm. but they just freestyle while they're going. They'll use the crowd to help them, and, and it's very interesting to to watch something like that because you get a different show every single time, whereas there's other comics that are like he, he doing it exactly the same way every time. But that's also the, the meticulous planning of everything. Mm-hmm. The timing and all that goes into that is also very fun to watch, and then there's a lot of people that are the mix of those two yeah. together, but it's, it's just... Uh,
0: Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details.
2: Goes into it and just very, I appreciate it when I see someone doing that work
0: mm-hmm. versus
2: a person that just, you know, They have their one thing that they're good at and they just do that and kind of phone it in.
3: Yeah, and it's really interesting to see that these common themes are across everything that we've talked about. Classical music, burlesque, and comedy. Anything that's like an arts and entertainment, you can still find those themes across all these things that are so different. Right, And I feel like for me, that's part of the reason why Although I do miss French horn so much, it's such a big part of my life, I don't miss it quite as much as I would if I wasn't doing burlesque. Oh, yeah. And burlesque is my new artistic outlet. That's what I'm choosing to spend my time on right now. And I still get a similar fulfillment from performing and working on a piece of art.
2: And that's kind of how I've been, you know, I used to do a lot more stand-up, but right now it's not as easy to do it. And, Mm -hmm. And there's, you know the circumstances aren't always the safest, so I've I've really pulled back on that. So starting this podcast and having the radio show really helped me focus and and have that creative energy outlet Mm -hmm. without making me feel like I've lost part of my life. Like, yes, I want to do stand-up more, and I like doing stand-up, and it's it's very fun, but at the same time, it's also made me appreciate it more because when I go up and do it, I'm like, oh, man, first I want to do this joke, and I really want to, like, Nail it and kill it.
3: Mm-hmm. So it's good. Yeah. Time.
2: Good times. So what are you doing right now?
3: Oh, right now well what's
2: what's what's your life like i know probably not uh, too much dancing
3: no not right now i actually got a new job oh yeah um i'm not gonna go into super specifics because i don't want to get fired for people knowing i'm a shiver you know right away yeah (laughs) right yeah let's make them wait but it's something in the tech industry oh cool totally new for me but i'm loving it so far that's great uh so i've got that gig going on giving me a little more so you also know tech stuff uh yes uh, a lot of it i'm learning on the fly okay but yeah <laughs> well that's good that's very cool. yeah i'll I just, be like, really smart about tech in like three or four months <laughs> okay got it got it
2: well that's uh it shows that you have the ability to learn things i'm always trying to learn as much as i can whether mm-hmm. it's you know the podcasting editing all the different stuff yeah and it's it's nice to have all those quivers especially in this culture where you got to be able to do lots of things because yeah. it's not just like oh i'm a plumber and i do plumbing and that's all you know
3: it's harder and there harder are plumbers to do that, do that can do that
2: but uh, i i'm with what I do, I have to have a lot of different skills.
3: Yeah, and I was actually I was listening to um Philip DeFranco, who's a like news journalist on YouTube and he tries not to identify as like a strict journalist, but I think mm. he does a very good job on his news shows. And he was talking to I believe Andrew Yang about universal uh, basic income income, and uh, interesting thing. They were talking about, there's these people typically in trades and things like that where for so long they've been doing the same thing. But now if their world has been rocked by the pandemic, it's hard to start new. If you like universal basic income could allow somebody to go to new schooling, figure out a new career path or just Mm -hmm. have enough time to get a new career. Whereas if, People don't have that basic income, which is the reality of right now and probably will be the reality in the United States for a while, yeah. is that you don't really have that buffer zone, which mm-hmm. is why I was so scared. I had finally gotten to what I knew and what I loved, and then all of a sudden, it's ah, it's taken, taken away, away, from away from me. You, yeah. And now I'm like, I can go to something that's going to be like really unfulfilling and low-paying or... I gotta learn some new stuff and get a new career.
2: And that the universal basic income seems so far fetched to people, and mm-hmm. they you know they hear the big scary word socialism, and they think that that's such a bad thing. And and they, they get you know it, it's being used by certain people to frighten you and be like, oh, you're gonna be paying for all these people that aren't gonna work. Mm-hmm. And I really don't think they understand that people do want to work. Mm-hmm. Like people do want to work. They just, but they also don't want to work for nothing. And they don't want to go into something that is, you know, meaningless or, or, you know. And even like a minimum wage that's livable is -hmm. what the minimum wage is supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. people are so like, no, minimum wage is for like kids in high school and it's like not not anymore yeah and it never really was Yeah, people
3: who didn't graduate college college doesn't mean the same thing anymore and it's it's a big money sink for a lot of people i may or may not have lots of loans that i'm still trying to figure out you know and
2: the the inability to look at other people's situations and have empathy or Mm -hmm. understanding for it is one of the reasons there's such a gap in this country where people just Mm -hmm. can't understand that other people have different problems than them yeah and other would,
3: people not uh, other people doing better isn't going to make you do worse it just right. makes everyone yes be doing better
2: well and there's and, and there's a lot of systemic racism that goes into that too mm-hmm. where if a black person is doing better than me it makes me you know worse for, yeah. some, for whatever reason is how yeah. some people feel which is just mind-boggling yeah really bonkers it's... yeah so yeah anyway <laughs> before we get too political yeah uh Things could get better. I don't know. You know, I, I'm I'm happy Biden won, but I, mm-hmm. it's also important to hold him to a high standard and, mm-hmm. and do things. And there's
3: still so much more work so, to be done. Yeah. But let us let ourselves for a few days. This is what the Sunday after the election. It was just yeah. like unofficially called a couple of days ago. Let's all have a couple of days to feel relieved and yes, know that yes, and- like women and african-american people and people of color and anyone in marginalized marginalized Mm -hmm. communities right now can go to bed a little bit easier and
2: that's another thing too and uh the like where people don't understand the marginalized communities my son is transgender born a girl lives as a boy now Mm -hmm. 18 years old he came out to us six years ago okay and you know we've done everything we can to to help him Mm -hmm. and in you know, he's got friends that are going through similar things and the other parents are just, you know, some are doing a really good job and some aren't. And, and, and I'm not here to judge them. But also, like when I share the story with people, I have to really explain to them why it was so important because they really like, oh, he, he, he wanted to wear different clothes or what is it? Like, it's so much more than that. Like, the, yeah. the, like his and in in uh, the show, The Cabin with Burt Kreischer had a really great moment with Caitlyn Jenner where she asked Bert Kreischer and uh, Nikki Glaser, like, when did you know you were a boy or a girl? Mm-hmm. And neither of them really had an answer for it. And Bert made it about sexuality, and uh, Nikki just was like, "I, I, I, right now, like, right now is my answer because I never really had to think about it." Mm-hmm. And so then Caitlin explains to Bert first of all that like your gender identity is not tied to your sexuality at all Mm -hmm. and it was like such a nice moment for him to like come to that understanding because so many people are avoidant of it because it makes them so uncomfortable Mm -hmm. that they go oh there's here's some topic that i don't really understand and i'm not willing to take the time to lean into it and be uncomfortable for a little while so i can understand so i'll just be like nah they're weird or or, do what you want but don't bother me that kind of thing push
3: it away so you don't have to challenge your own beliefs
2: right and it's it's I, I applaud anybody that takes the time to look at things from someone else's point of view to have that empathy, mm-hmm. to have that understanding and want to be better Yeah, because it, it does take some work. And, you know, even even people that like, you know, after uh, Trump lost, there's a you know, guy that was like, oh, well, I don't like Biden because he's going to come try and take my guns. And I'm like, but why do you want your guns so much? Why do you need your gun so much? And he has this whole, like, comment thread that he was explaining the importance of the Second Amendment, blah, blah, blah. And, like, how basically he's saying, yeah, they should have stricter rules on it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, well, I agree with you on that. And then, like, one of the reasons he needs his gun is so he can do target shooting and, like, compete in competitions. I'm like, you're willing, willing to put other people's lives at risk so you can play games? Yeah. Like, that's, a, that's so selfish to me yeah and, and also have the have second
3: that. amendment happened like 300 years ago or something. right exactly like, like very different things that we have now in the context of society we have now you just cannot apply that anymore right. maybe the basic principle and the idea
2: yeah but no but it's, it's got to be it's updated and you have to have that kind of understanding where you just you don't get to say oh i need this ar-15 with a bump stock to protect mm-hmm. my family when you don't yeah. If you want a weapon to protect your family, that's fine, but you don't need it to be uh anything this ridiculous. And then but the the competition thing really blows my mind where it's like imagine going to a place where there are people that were in a mass shooting, the the concert in LA, many many schools, all mm-hmm. these movie theaters, any of these and then telling the person that lived through that, that saw somebody get murdered, say, "Well, I know you were in a scary situation." But on Saturdays, I like to go and do target practice. Yeah, and I'm not doing anything wrong, but I like the power that it makes me. It makes me feel powerful when I have these guns in my hands. Yeah, and it's like that's so selfish. Get a bow and arrow. Get a Nerf gun. Play yeah. darts. You're fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah, and again, when you got the gun, like it's you have. They never want to admit that what it really comes down to is they're scared. And it makes them feel powerful Mm -hmm. because they feel – because a lot of them are these macho guys that don't know how to actually express their fears or Mm -hmm. angst or anything like that. So they just say, it's me against them and I need to be prepared. And the only way you can be prepared is by killing them. Yeah. Yeah. Not trying to understand yeah. them.
3: You know, this this the last like five minutes have been a strange like head zone for me because yeah. in the last week I've been meeting a lot of new coworkers uh-huh. who have had very different views from everything you just said. Yeah. And I very much agree with you. So I've been in the mode for the last five days of like, oh, hmm yeah, I understand where you're coming from. So I'm like hesitant to like speak my opinions. But no, we're on the podcast. I completely agree with you. Yeah. And it's really nice to have I mean, specifically a man saying these things to me as opposed to the multiple people that I have been talking to me in the last few days. I'm just sitting there uncomfortably like, I really don't agree with you, but I, this is going to be weird if I tell you I don't agree with you. So, um,
2: one, one of the ways that I like to disarm that kind of situation is by kind of agreeing with them. But not really, yeah like where you go, yeah you, you say, okay, I see where you're coming from, and then you kind of sow some sort of like seed of doubt or you know put them in the situation and be like, but you know there's I, I think of the kids getting killed and it yeah it, it's just not that you know. <laughs> And it's, uh, you know, I just, I'm not that scared. Yeah. I'm not scared enough to need a gun.
3: Yeah. My mode of of thinking in these types of situations is I like to take it and just kind of swim the other way. Like, as a stripper, you meet all sorts of people. They like to tell you what they like because they're in a place where they're, like, seeing, you know, women they like and having a good time. And I've gotten very good at just like, oh, yeah, yeah. And also, like, well, let's steer over here. Okay, (laughs) yeah.
2: So that's, like... Turning away from it, but mm-hmm. I like, but sowing that doubt into their mind is always, yeah. If you fun. have so the you, opportunity, you have that opportunity to be like, you know, to, to make them feel like, oh, the reason, oh, but yeah, I get you like guns because you're really scared, you like <laughs> a, a scared, you're really scared, mm-hmm. and you, you you know, I get that you can face you're, that, you're really, uh, you're not strong enough <laughs> to face the world without a gun. And
3: oh man, their man. masculinity
2: is so fragile, mm-hmm. and it's one of my favorite things when I see someone, uh, Really get broken down by it by by simple questions where they think that being macho and being like aggressive is strength when Mm -hmm. a lot of times it's just fear and like trying to, uh, you know, attack instead of react
3: yeah and it's funny how that ties to the beginning of us talking today facing challenging your beliefs when it comes to sex workers hey look at full circle full circle (laughs) this is uh scarlet (laughs) chatone there you go Uh, thanks for being on the podcast (laughs) follow
2: her on instagram Mm -hmm. and uh yeah challenge yourself be a better person learn some things appreciate Mm -hmm. art it it all helps it all makes you you know feel better yeah get
3: comfortable with being uncomfortable get out you of your gotta. bubble you yeah. know
2: you know not your covid bubble uh, but like your personal <laughs> i mean
3: for now stay in your covid bubble it's stay still very much bubble. a problem in cases are rising still yes. so be careful where your masks masks yes. aren't stupid they're just to help people not die and we cgi'd
2: so. this we're not actually in the same room. <laughs> uh so thank you so much for coming by yeah thanks for having um, me again i had do you want to be fun. the instagram hottie again too yeah all I'm... right cool <laughs> we'll get a picture of her and, uh she'll be uh the instagram hottie this week and that's that thank you for listening make sure you like subscribe and share follow scarlet on instagram and uh see you guys later
3: okay
1: this is the bill squire show